this is James Marland from Course Creation Studio. This is the podcast Scaling Therapy Practice. This is the show where we empower mission-driven helpers to launch life-changing online courses. I'm glad you're here with me today. Today we're going to talk about uh, the foundation of an online course. And I want to let you know that you should not make sales as a foundation for your online course. And you're, you might be saying, James, aren't I making a course to make money? And that might be the outcome of a good course, but it should not be your foundation. So I'm going to unpack that a little bit. Uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, what, what should you build your online course on? Over the next several episodes of season three, we're going to be taking a systematic approach of planning and building an online course. And we're going to talk about all the stages of your course. And I've identified those as the planning stage, the producing stage, the promoting stage, the profiting stage, and the pol polishing stage. So five stages building your online course. They all start with P for easy reference. We're going to talk about questions you should be asking yourself as you start to develop your uh, online course that can help you lead to uh, passive income and helping more people and living the lifestyle that you want to live. Uh, because as we identified in the last episode, there are only only so many only so many hours of the day, only so many people you can help if you're doing one to one service. There's only so much you can do. You can't, you, you will run out of time. You will run out of that finite resource. So we're going to talk about that. And I want to help you uh, launch a course that is going to change somebody's life. And it might even change your life. So if you want access to the 50 questions, I'm going to be refining it as we go over the next year. But uh, that will be in the newsletter. And uh, if you subscribe to the newsletter or go to the webpage, it's on uh, Course Creation Studio and then hit podcast, uh, you'll find episode 58 and you'll be able to get this resource, 50 questions to ask as you build your online course. Well, why shouldn't you start with sales? You know, you, you want to build a course. You want to build something that is going to help you in your life and you don't want to waste your time. So why shouldn't you? Why? Why just start with sales? Well, the, the problem with starting with making something that sells is it makes what sells the most important thing. If that is your goal, if that is your foundation, you are going to be driven by not your core values, not what you, um, not your mission, not the people you want to serve, not the life you want to live. You are going to be driven by what people want, the, the sales. And that is a shaky foundation for being in control of your life. What what becomes the uh, the controlling factor of your life is just what everybody else wants, not what you want, but other people's values, other people's mission, other people's um, goals, not your goals. And so, to have a uh, a course or a course business that aligns with yourself. You have to start with you. <laughs> you have to start with uh, what you, your mission, your vision, your values, your strengths, rather than trying to fit that into a product that other people want. And we'll, we'll get into you know, why that's important. But 
the the how how I've been interpreting this is Dan Sullivan's uh, unique ability. Everybody has a unique ability. Something that is uh, he defined it this way. Uh, Dan Sullivan, unique ability is the essence of what you love to do and do best. Just think about that. If you could work in that zone on something you love to do and you do it best, uh, what what would that do for your life? If you could give away um, the uh, in the the book, uh, 10x is easier than 2x. Dan Sullivan and his co-author talk about. Um, 80% of what you do day to day does not give you the benefit of the 20%. And so focus on the 20% that you do best. That will uh, make your life easier. That will help you contribute more. And so do those things in the 20% and continually raise your standards to drop out things from the 80%. Work within your unique ability. And I just imagine there, there are things that I love to do in my job. And as I help people and as I do consulting work, there are things I don't like to do. I am able to do a lot of things because I love technology and I dig into uh, how to do things. But there are certain things I don't love to do. One of the things that I do that I am okay at um, and that is social media. I can make posts, I can make videos, I can make things, but it doesn't it doesn't fill my soul. Like if I had to do that day in and day out, I would, but I would be drained um drained by the end of the day and not really energetic and exciting. But what I do love to do is when people ask me for questions and I can coach people on creating courses and helping them discover and use their unique ability that makes me excited. So what is that for you? You know, what what is your unique ability that is the essence of what you do, you love to do, and you do it best? It aligns with your values. It aligns with your mission. It aligns with your, um, your passions. What is that? Something that you would do day in and day out, no matter, you know, if you got paid for or not, those types of things. I love technology, and I would probably look up computer specs and, you know, how to make lighting and microphones and all that stuff. I would probably do that. Well, I do it. I do it now. And people aren't paying me to do those types of things. My my nephew calls me up and is like, what's the best computer for this? And how can I do that? I'm like, oh, let me research those things. I love to research and find the best answer for people. Well, you know, what lights you up? What are those things that where you, where you get into the flow state where time disappears and you you just do it? And you you might miss a meal or you forget to take breaks because you are just in that flow state. What is that for you? That's your unique ability. And that's where you're your most authentic self, which is going to help you sell in the future. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But how do you identify? So how do you identify your unique unique ability? There are many, um, many ways to do this. Uh, there, there are other people who uh, there are some exercises that you can do. One of the first exercises I did back many years ago was uh, to identify my passions and my visions was do the exercise, the thought exercise where you think it's, it's easier, either easier, your, your, excuse me, your retirement party 
or your funeral uh, and somebody reads the things, your accomplishments, and you think about your work accomplishments and you think about your family accomplishments and your friends, what you did for society, your your faith, your religion, um, those types of things. What And who who reads these things? Who remembers you? You think about that from the end and that aligns you that starts to align you with what you like to do and what you want people to your, your true inner self, what really matters to you, because what I think um, what really matters to you is, is isn't that you you never took a day off. Right. Like you're never going to write that. Oh, your work is like, oh, he was the best uh, employee and we could always count on him. Yes, those are things. But you you're actually what you're valuing is your your work ethic and your honesty, not that you you um, gave up everything for work. People don't often put on their deathbed, oh, I wish I could work one more day. I wish I could just have finished that project. Um, that's that's some people are like that, I'm sure. But most of us were like, I wish my 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 spouse or my wife or those um, those closest to me knew I love them and that I cared for them. That That is what we often um, would say. And so that's, that's one thing. Another, another way to identify your unique ability is just reflect on what you enjoy, reflect on what, um, what charges you up. Now, if you don't know how to, to identify those things, you're like, oh, I have plenty of interests and plenty of strengths. One of the things I learned from a book called Go Put Your Strengths to Work, it's uh, Marcus Buckingham. And at the back, he had an exercise where you had red and green cards. And every time you did something in your, your job that you had an emotional response to, you noticed what that response was. And if it was a good response, something that charged you up and something that energized you, something that made you feel strong, put it on the green card. And if you were it, you felt weak about something or it drained you or you dreaded it. You didn't want to answer those calls. You know, oh, I don't want to pick up this phone call. Those were the people and things and the tasks that you put on the red card. Then you would categorize those things. You know, what made you feel the strongest strong and what made you feel the weakest weak. And you'd have them on a, you know, lay them out in front of you. And then you'd be able to list the things and categorize the things that made you feel strong and weak. And then those you will find clues for your unique ability. What are the things that make you feel strong? What are the things that drain you? See how they line up. Another more maybe scary thing is ask your family and friends. You know, what do they think you're strong in? What do they appreciate you for? What do you get recognized for? Find those things. Like what when when you're doing your job and you're you've helped somebody, what do they what do they say you helped them with? What were the things you did that uh, that helped them get to where they wanted to go. So take those things and find your unique ability. And there is also a workbook. Uh, Dan Sullivan, a strategic coach, puts out a unique ability workbook. So you can go through that workbook and it answers, it asks some of these questions and uh, it asks some of these questions for you so you can identify them in a systematic way with charts and writing things down. It's, it's a nice, it's a good experience. So how does this help? Why is this a good, why, why is finding your authentic self a better than a better foundation than sales? 
simply put, uh, building an online course, building an online course business is is hard work. And what is going to moor you, what is going to keep you grounded, what is going to be your strength is your uh, authentic self, what you do, your alignment with what you are doing. If you put your alignment on what sells, that can break you away from who you truly are and what you truly want to do and who you truly want to be. I don't know if this is a good example or not, uh, but if you if you wanted to throw parties for people and invite them over to your house and um, get to know people in your neighborhood, but you you were um, a, a vegan or a vegetarian. And people would only come to your house if you served barbecue and steak. And your main goal was not your, you know, your values. It was what people want and what people sell. You might end up finding yourself cooking steak when you don't want to. Because you, you're beholden to what other people's values are. In the same way, that might be an extreme example. Um, but in the same way, if you are beholden to what the, the crowd wants and it's against your values, you're, you are going to feel anxiety and angst and, and dispassionate about what you're doing and what is going to keep what, what people want is your authenticity that there, there are probably if, if your course is a, a decent idea that people are looking for problems to solve, like they have a problem and your course or idea solves their problem, there's probably a book out already about it. There's probably a course out there for it. There's probably a YouTube channel, a uh, Instagram channel. There's something out there already for it. What is going to bring people to you is your authenticity. People who, people are attracted to what you bring. And so your, your, one of the strongest strengths that you have for selling your online course is your authenticity. Be who you are. So the, the, the challenge then is for us to leverage our unique story and authenticity to differentiate ourselves from other people. It's the passion of the author that sells the course, not necessarily the course or idea itself, because there are other people out there. You need something that distinguishes you from the other people. And guess what? That distinguishing factor is your story, your experience, your process, how you get to get to get people to their destination, how you solve their problem. It's you. You can't do that by not being authentic. So, um, just a little story here. I, I, uh, I am not necessarily a, a call. Uh, if you, if you're watching the video here, I'm not necessarily a button up collar shirt and tie type of person. Um, I am more of a jeans and t-shirt type of person. And so when I come to the video, when I think about the video and like, Oh, people are going to look at me, you know, there's a, there's a, um, there's a pressure to look a certain way that is not me. And that would be, you know, buy some nice shirts and ties and try to 
tell people that I am this super professional, buttoned-up person. I am professional, but I'm not super buttoned-up. I like uh, I like freedom. I like flexibility. I like uh, joking around with people. I like business, and I like numbers. I have a business degree, <laughs> but I... I'm more into the relationship with people than all all of um, you know looking a certain way or acting a certain way. So I decided, you know, after almost a year of doing podcasts, that I'm just gonna when I'm recording, I'm gonna wear the the t-shirts that I would normally wear for work when I'm not recording. I'm going to be authentic in the the recordings and not in the recordings. And guess what? That's going to rub some people the wrong way. That's going to be like, oh, he should be, you know, you know, suit and tie professionalism. But that's not who I am. If I attract people with the suit and tie, they're going to find out very quickly. I am not a buttoned up suit and tie type of person. I'm a I'm wearing a Marvel T-shirt right now. I'm a comic book action hero. uh, Godzilla versus King Kong type of person. That's going to attract some people to me. In fact, that's going to attract the right people to me. People who appreciate the authenticity, authenticity, authentic, whatever. Um, the, they, some people will appreciate the authenticity and some people will be repelled by my authenticity. But guess what? It's attracting and repelling the right people because the people who are attracted to me, I can help the best the quickest. They're going to jive with me and I'm going to jive with them. They will the pe- they will be the type of people that I would want to go on a bus trip with or go on a vacation with and spend a week with hanging out and chatting and and really connecting with them as we're doing some work. That is the people that I want to attract. That is authentic me. So if my Marvel t-shirt offends you, you might want to find another content creator who is buttoned up and more professional in that sort of way. I'm also not super slick and salesy. I am more value driven. I like to give people value. And if they, um, that, that energizes me when people go further faster with what I do, I am not trying to promise the world because doing online coursework is a lot of work. But I do know that the end result is worth it, and I want to help you reach more people. In fact, my my main goal um, is I want you to li- I want people to be helped as you earn a living from your expert knowledge. Like helping people is a big part of online courses, and I want you to be able to help the people that you can help the the easiest and quickest and best by being your authentic self. Um, so how do you, how do you start validating your authentic self? One of, one of those things you can do is just go on message boards where people have questions you can answer and answer some of their questions. If they say, thank you. Oh, that was a great idea. Or I never thought about it that way before. That's a form of a validation. So go search for your problem on message boards, search for your problem on Google uh, or uh, Facebook groups or wherever, you know, Reddit or those types of things, answer a couple questions and see what sort of validation you get back. Share another idea is to share some of your content on social media. If you have a guide for something or if you're 
helping people in a certain area, share one part of that and see what response you get. Another more brave thing to do is host a live Q&A session. If you have people, if you have social media or if you have an access to a platform, see if people respond to your Q&A. If you if they do, then that's an indicator that people look to you for support in that area. So in conclusion, building on what sells is an unstable foundation. Focus on your unique ability for a more genuine and sustainable approach. People will be attracted to your true self. You, If you're good at what you do, if you have experience with what you do and you have passion for it, that will shine through. People often buy the personality as much as they buy the solution to the problem. So align yourself with those passions and your mission and your values, and the journey will be much easier for you and the people who follow you. It'll be more fulfilling. It'll be stronger. It will. You will be sustained as you go. Uh, you won't be discouraged when hard times come. Be authentic to yourself. Be true to yourself. Make your unique ability what you build your course on, and you will have much greater and longer success than if you just went on whatever sells. You'll be happier with yourself and happier with what you create, which sustains you and will give you more profit. So this is James Myland. I'm empowering mission-driven helpers to launch life-changing online courses. I hope you visit our webpage, uh, coursecreationstudio.com. Look at the resources there. We just did an uh, 12 episodes on marketing for your online or for your um, therapy office. So take a look at those. Make sure you grab the resource on the 50 questions to ask as you make your online course. Um, and if you want to add a question, send me a email at james at coursecreationstudio.com. That's james at coursecreationstudio.com. I'd be happy to add those questions or incorporate them as we go along. Keep Keep listening to season three as you're going to learn more, re get more resources and tips on creating an online course that changes lives. We will see you next time. Thanks again for listening to the Scaling Therapy Practice. Please note that the information provided in this podcast is not intended to be your legal or tax advice. If you require professional legal or accounting services, please speak to a licensed professional in that area. Scaling Therapy Practice is a proud part of the SciCraft Network.